Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Shoots and Jobbers podcast. My name is Fergus Ali, and today uh, we're obviously joined by the top 10 connoisseur. Uh, oh, Mr. here we go again. TNA. The top uh, 10 connoisseur. I don't, do, I don't even do top 10s anymore. I just, my, I just unfortunately chose that username. Burger King foot lettuce. <laughs> and of course, uh, Sean as well. How are you doing, boys? How are we? It's been a while. Oh, we do good. You know, not too bad, not too bad. A while since it's just been the three of us. Obviously, we've had had hustle second to none, and um, yes. sort of a lot's happened. If anyone's recorded, let us know. We haven't recorded in so long. I know, yeah. I know, it's weird. It's not been just us three in a while, yeah. And we've had like the Monday night wars, not the Monday, the Wednesday night wars. Sorry, oh, yes, Competing, the, like, Monday night wars. the Monday night wars of 2020. Oh, oh. oh here, yes, WCW is back, baby. Hopefully, WWE will go under this time and not, uh, and not, uh, not, no, I'm joking. That. I'm joking. Liv Sorry. Morgan will have nowhere to work. <laughs> or Otis. Oh, no. Or to me. No, she, she, she'd go in, she'd go into the AEW women's division and just elevate that shit. You guys just reminded me that Otis is the money the bank hold up again and that's made me really happy. <laughs> oh my God. Because, because nothing's even happened to really him. Happy. Like, yeah, nothing's happened. Like the, the last thing that happened to him was he he kind of teased that he might cash it in on strong. The, 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 yeah. yeah. the, the, the last thing Owens did with the briefcase is win it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it uh, just doesn't I'm so happy he won it. I forgot about that. <laughs> He's reminded me somewhere. Until he fucking cashes in. Uh, That's gonna be the greatest moment in history. If all this cashes in like and wins if Otis cashes in and wins a world title, that's instantly right oh, up there right. with like Pipe Rain Bomb, Austin roof. 316. AEW goes out of business. Right there. <laughs> Tom's going to Tom's gonna do it like a top, top 10 AEW cash-ins of all time. Sorry, WWE cash-ins of all time. Oh, and it's just like Otis. Otis 10 through to 1 for the whole for the whole of it. Top 10 reasons why Otis fucking rules. Number 1. <laughs> He's anyway. Fat. He's got Burger King fat lettuce. <laughs> anyway, boys, um, Tom, what are we talking about today? What is happening? Uh, we're talking about Fighter Fest because Fighter Fest was the recent two-week uh, special Dynamite episodes that took place the last two weeks. Where AE Dub, uh, we both we all watched the both shows. Um, NXT counted it, but in the Great American Batch, which I'm yet to watch. I would like to watch the Sasha versus Io Shirai match, but that's. Really, I'm mean, all I'm interested in, but yeah, that's yeah, all I really but, care about. Um, I was... watched Firefest. We're gonna run through both weeks right now. I'm gonna yeah. bring the card up. We can talk about it. Uh, yeah, Firefest last year was an actual pay per view, but I think they've done one this year uh, just as a dynamite special because they've already got like full gear and yeah. revolution all out double and nothing. They've already got their full pay per view. I, I yeah. think what's worth saying is that uh, obviously I was I actually did watch the Great American Bash. Um, no, I'm, I'm a, no, I'm a sucker for NXT. Uh, I didn't watch all of it. I watched like the um, uh, the Keith Lee, Adam Cole match. Oh, the, yeah, I watched um, that. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, that triple match, yeah. threat. Uh, oh, I did and, watch the Rhea Ripley match just, yeah. just to see Robbie E because I'm a you know TNA and that, but that was cool. And then, oh, the Gargano versus I, uh, Isaiah Swerve. But I really don't like Johnny Gargano, I think he's a tasteless character and he needs to leave the business and join a better Whoa, promotion. The no, business. Just, no, okay, just leave WWE or they need to bring him up to the main roster and fix him. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, so I Keith mean, Lee is now... Warren, so there's no fixing to him, so... <laughs> Keith Lee is uh, now a North American and NXT uh, champion, which is the first ever two-time NXT, like a double belt holder in NXT. And fun fact love their double belts, don't they? WWE are really loving their double belts at the minute. They're fucking loving it. We would never have, like, if you look at it two years ago, how many double champs was there? Like, no one. Becky, Becky, Bailey. All we've had, like, is Becky, Bailey. Or in 2013, remember Orton? Daniel Bryan as well. There's barely been anything, but like Rollins, diver- Rollins. I think I what's worth mentioning them. is the diversity WWE have in their business at the moment. Yeah. Um, like with all of their champions, like um, we've got Keith Lee, he's obviously black. 
Um, we've got in NXT, we've got Scottish, we've got Irish, we've got a Scottish world champion. Um, we did have Irish champions. We've got an Asian, we've got we've like two, we've got two Asian champions as well, which is absolutely amazing to see like that WWE have that diversity in the business. Um, it is good. Anyway, um, enough of WWE. Um, I don't know what you were saying. You were saying, um, fun fact is that that's not actually the first double champion. Adam Cole was actually the first double champion in NXT. They just didn't mention it. Oh, we had when the tag he, teams though. Yes, because he, it was him, Roderick Strong, him, Carlo Riley, and Bobby Fish before Roderick Strong joined. Adam Cole yeah. won the North American title on that show, but um, was it Bobby Fish was injured, so they had to free the titles. Oh, so Adam Cole and Carlo Riley oh, defended, shit, yeah. and that's when Roderick Strong joined them. So oh yeah, because Adam Cole was technically double champion first. That was it. I remember watching that. That was like NXT takeover. Was it like Chicago? Yeah. Maybe and I remember that ladder match was unreal. It was like the final of the Dusty Road Classic as well. And I was like, Pete Dunne is finally going to yeah. get another title. And, 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 and like, Roddy turns on Pete and no one saw that That was a good show. That was absolutely amazing. Um, but anyway, um, Fighter Fest. Um, yeah, I'll run through the card. Um, night one took place okay, on yes. July 1st. And we opened with the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against MGF and Wardlow. Um, I will say... Since this happened like two weeks ago, I don't remember like every detail of each match. But I do remember that I really liked this match um, from yeah. these two teams. I mean, I, I really, really liked was it the Jungle Boy and MGF? No, go on. The bit that I really liked about this match was the the promo that MGF cut before that. Oh, yeah, it was a really good promo where he just he acknowledged the called war. out the Wednesday Night War. Oh, I, I love MGF. What a man. It's brilliant. And the match itself was obviously, you know, same level. Absolutely brilliant match. Anytime MJ, like they all had really good chemistry together. Like any combination had brilliant chemistry, yeah, which I thought was which I thought was really good. It wasn't like didn't feel like two singles matches between the big guys and the little guys. Like the four of them worked really well, like intertwining with each other. Yeah, I, I think like MGF and Jungle Boy. Both have like very good chemistry, which they already showed like double or nothing. But yeah. obviously, the week before this, I think it was when Luchasaurus and Wardlow had their lumberjack match, which was also like really good. So they showed that they have great chemistry as well. So like all four of these guys are brilliant, and I love to see like any of them go for the tag titles or like singles titles. I mean, uh, MGF and Wardlow. I know I know MGF is like top of the men's rankings, but I love yeah. him and Wardlow to go for the tag titles because I really like Wardlow. I'm a really big fan. The thing of him. is, though, I don't see like MJF is such a good heel. I don't see him as like a tag champ because you know he's going to do the obvious That's turn. True. Like he did the whole low. Was did he do the low blow to Cody or the chair? Sh- oh no, that was Ty Dillon. Uh, yeah, he he turned on Cody. Yeah, yeah, he still yeah. Both of them both turned on Cody, right? Whereas, as we'll find out later in the podcast, is the new title belt was uh, revealed. Um, so this is what, like the fifth or sixth title belt in Adub. Well, and I will say, I don't think that title belt's gonna be, is that going to be defended properly? Because that's like I a, don't know. I don't think so because WWE. that's the whole point of the title belt is that it's yeah, it's, it's like the million dollar championship, like when Teddy yeah. right. had that. But, but we will we, talk about that when we get. To we'll get there team. when we get there. But like now, uh, we've this got match the TNT. was won. This match was won by Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, so one of MGF's like, only losses in the company, really. It's still it's a second loss, but he's still never been beaten. He's, yeah, he's never been pinned himself. Yeah. 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 Overall, good match here. One of the better ones of the weekend, I thought. Um, in fact, the next match is actually another match I really enjoyed. Probably my, my second favorite match of the whole weekend. It was Hikaru Shida defending the Women's Championship against Penelope Ford, who I really liked this match. I thought this was a standout performance from Penelope Ford, especially, who, like, She's getting, she's been getting better this whole time. I thought like she'd been improving each match, but this match was like her star making match that like, really showed like all the culmination of it all coming together. Uh, and she really showed up in this match and was on Sheeta's level the entire time. Yeah, definitely. I completely agree. See, that's what you said. Like she's been getting better and better, and this was just a breakout match. I, I kind of feel that way about like. AEW's women's division as a whole like everyone You're knows right, yeah. that's the, their women's division is like their worst quote-unquote division and it's like the bit that's a, like a bit lower down but like and I agree like the women's division as a whole does need a lot of improving but like the individual competitors 
still put on great performances, I think. And I think you can see them week on week just getting better and better and better. Yeah, legit. So Even like the character really work well. has really improved. Like Britt Baker is injured, yet it's still yeah, managed to Britt be Baker. like some of the best parts of every show every week. Just like literally, side. like every like, week, she's like one of my favorite. She's great seconds. every week. It's like she's doing something awesome. And Penelope Ford, again, I really liked her in this match. But talking about Sheeta, um, I think Sheeta is just a perfect woman to be leading that division at the moment. She's 100%. let her have a long reign uh, and let like let a bunch of people challenge her and let. Let her just run through everyone until, like, you know, someone really big beats her or make a star out of someone else. And just let, just let her have an awesome ring. Because so far, you know, she had that match with Nyla Rose, which was really good, where she won the title. She had this match. Uh, and Sheeta could just go forever with this title, honestly. Definitely. I'd agree. Yeah, but the next um, match fucking sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sheeta win, by the way. Uh, Cody mean? versus Jake Hager was absolutely it, shite. Mmm... <laughs> It wasn't so this that was, bad. It could have been better. This is a superstars match in 2011. Like, yeah, it just right. is. Cody, this is Cody Rhodes versus Jack Swagger. It's like, not even it's, no, it's, no, it's not. No, it's Cody it's versus events. Jake Hager. It's actually <laughs> good performers in a good company. No, but Jake Hager, Jake Hager still sucks. Jake Hager still sucks. Jake Hager has always sucked. No, Jake Hager, he did that one bit in the bar with Adam Page, and that's the only thing I've ever liked of him since in AEW. Like, He's, he's good as the muscle for the, the inner people. circle, but as a wrestler, there's nothing about him. Like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Kind of. The only thing I remember about this match, the only thing I remember about this match is that he got introduced as a rock hard. That's the only thing I remember. <laughs> Did he? Oh, yeah. yeah he, he, Justin Roman, he was like, he's rock hard, Jake Hager. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I remember that. <laughs> Doesn't Cody wins. Boring. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, it was it was very very overbooked, and they had a lot of stuff going on with with Jake, Jake Hager's wife had something to do with it. So did Brandy, uh, and so, so yeah. did Wait, uh, who's Andy and Dustin Rose got involved as well. Whose mom drove them to the venue? Yeah, it was oh, best friends. It was best friends. Oh yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's a different one. <laughs> Listen, oh, Cody, sorry. like, oh man, at the start of AEW, I thought Cody was just unstoppable. And everything he did was great. Like, there was the him punching through the glass, the feud with MGF, with the lashing segment, the match with Wardlow, his match with Dustin, his match with Jericho. And, like, I don't know, man, as of late, he's just... He's not been it as of late. I like Cody. I always will like Cody, and I really believe in him. But <gasps> since, like, he's just not at that level he was at the start of AEW. And, like, I think... Oh, but that's a I think, very difficult thing to achieve. He was I on know, a different but like, stratosphere. But like now that he's true, got the TNT, like, I feel like I feel like he's got he's a lot of he's a lot of a uh, lot of potential with this TNT championship. I feel like the, f- the thing is that I feel like he's defending the title every week. I feel like the reason why Cody was so good at the start of AEW is because he wasn't having a match weekly. I feel like Cody's not a weekly ref. You know, mm, like I, I feel like I, I see what you mean. I feel like when it, it meant it meant that whenever Cody did have a match, it was special, and there was always something different about it. But now, like yeah, matches yeah, he could really put on a like, spectacle. It's like, like seeing, he had, had matches with Darby Allen that were amazing, like six months ago. But his match with Darby Allen the tournament, like I didn't like it, and I, the finish has made Darby Allen look fucking stupid as well with the coffin drop, the pinfall, whatever. It's, like it's a bit like seeing the Undertaker so or far. Brock Lesnar or Edge, right? They're pay-per-view performers, Brock Lesnar is, for example. It's like seeing Brock Lesnar as a champion every single week, defending it every week in, week out, week in, week out. Yes, Drew McIntyre's on Raw, and yes, he fights every week, but he, he, def- he doesn't defend his champion after every single week, week in, week out. And it, it ruins seeing these people like hearing their entrance music, like at Royal Rumble, for example, when they've lost a title. You won't have the same, like we had with Edge as you would with, like, seeing John Cena come out. Okay, maybe not John Cena, but some, like, seeing, like, Randy Orton come out, for example. Like, you've seen the, you've seen Cody Rhodes every single week defend his title, and we're like, what's new? You know what I mean? And I, I think it's time for yeah, Cody kinda. to drop the belt, in a way. To the right person, definitely. Someone like MGF or, like, Sean Spears, because having that... I feel like he'll um, drop it to, like, a, a Zack Ryder or someone like that, honestly. Like a mid-carder. That's what I feel like. I feel like, like, like he can drop it to... Yeah, I feel like because you know, whenever they announced that the open challenge 
isn't restricted <laughs> to just AEW stars. And then we had, uh, was it Ricky Stark? Oh, they had a they had Ricky Stark. Yeah, I've got to say that. Yeah, he, I feel like really they're going to do that kind of thing where they're going to like kind of sign someone, debut them in the match, and have them yes. in the belt. Yeah. They're going to do like, like this guy's punk. here now. Do oh, don't, don't just don't tease it's me with CM leave, Punk. It's going to leave what the company. I think I will answer the open challenge and I will yeah. hit him with my finishing move, the package power driver from the, the middle top, rope through the table. The top 10, the top 10 uh, driver. The top 10 driver through yeah. 10 flaming tables and, flaming and the curb tables. Storm. And my theme song is Who Can Stop the Path of the Cage oh with my the gosh. intro of Best with the intro of best friends, the badge, 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 best friends into CM Punk's theme song. Right. Uh, anyway, on to, on to the next he match. He likes fantasy fucking Co- our Tom. The Cody yeah, match sorry. was Cody match was very average. Um, but oh, the next man, match I was just... Private Party. Um, Isaiah Scott, uh, sorry, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn yeah, yeah, uh, with Matt Hardy, <laughs> which is a bit of a weird thing having Matt Hardy with Private Party. I think they're I'm doing it they're recreating like how Arn Anderson was with like the Hardy Boys in like the nineties. I think Matt right. be like being the Arn Anderson. I liked this match. I thought it started off a bit slow, but towards the end it got better because I think like, it was quite dead just because Cody Boys and mm-hmm. Hager kind of softened the show up a bit. But I thought it picked up towards the end. It wasn't the best match, but it was it was decent. I thought. Yeah, that was... it was alright. I I really love. I'm really getting into Private Party. I think they're um, a really good tag team. They're high fly. Like, I think I've said this before, like Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy as well. But like, I I can't remember at the time I've seen someone who is a high flyer that does like every move so cleanly. Like every high flying move, just what? (laughs) Every high flying moves just looks so slick and so clean and they're, i'm really enjoying them and they're really dynamic i really like their gimmick i really like hardy with them my mm-hmm. when the, the one thing that i my favorite part about the fact that matt hardy's with them is the commentators keep saying oh private party they're just like the hardy boys but they never mention jeff yes <laughs> that's so true. It's like the hardy boys you know that famous tag team matt and matt mm. <laughs> But do you not I think they're so that. much like um, uh, who are those? Who are the Raw Tag Team Champions? Um, uh, the Street Profits. Street Profits. They're both such similar people. In uh, like, yeah, they're kind of the so party similar, kind of yeah. ish. They're yeah, really similar. They have the same like, similar gimmick like the parties, but but private party is so much fucking are. better. Like well, so much are. better. So much better. I feel like, like Montez Ford is very good though in Street Profits. Yeah, I like yeah. Yeah. things, but I feel like Montez Ford is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I like both of them. I don't think, like, I think, I think similar, they're though. a good tag team themselves. Like... What's sorry, Tom? I see the gimmick similarity, but I don't think they're really comparable. I feel like they're both quite different in their styles. Like yeah, because their style is more high flying. I think. Yeah, and I think there's a little bit more meat on the bones of of the private party. Like, the gimmick is a little bit more fleshed out and it works a little bit better. And private party win this match and they go on to face either Kenny Omega and Adam Page or the best friends next week for the titles. With that match is next. It's Kenny Omega and Adam Page defending against the best friends uh, for the AW World Tight Team Championships. Best friends are very overdue in a title shot at this point. Uh, and I, I really like this match. I liked the part where best friends brought their mum out. That was pretty cool. She drove them there. Oh, and I so also like. Uh, I think I, I was thinking about best friends. I, I was trying to think of the best way to describe them. Best friends are just a delight to watch. Whenever they're on TV, yeah. Yeah. I'm happy. They're, they're just, just such fun. a whole, such a wholesome, fun tag team of That's two it. best wholesome. pals just having fun. And I enjoy them. And they're both very good in the ring. I know when. Trent Barretta, when he was in WWE, a lot of people thought he was really underrated and never went anywhere. And Chuck Taylor, from what I know, like he's he's been around since like ages. Like he used to wrestle like PWG, and he, from what I know, he used to team with like Kenny Omega on the Indies and stuff. If I'm right, I don't know. But, he did, yes, they mentioned that in commentary. Yeah, they, they used did. to team. They used to team. Like he's been around for ages, and of course, Omega can't say enough about him. One of the best in the world. Adam Page, the last awesome. year has been the year of cowboy shit. Like he. Yeah. What a guy. This yeah, I, and the, obviously the obviously so 
Omega and Page One, but obviously they teased a little bit more that there's going to be this inevitable breakup that that was there a while ago and it kind of went away and now it's made back because the the FTR who at one point in the match sort of sat beside commentary when the match ended, they came up to the champs and they handed them a beer. Hangman, of course, drank it. And Omega being, I think he's straight edge, uh, poured it out, which was seen by FTR as a sign of disrespect. And it nearly all kicked off with uh, Page and FTR versus uh, the Young Bucks who'd come out and Omega. So I think that match is going to end up being like a three-way all out, which I'm very excited about. I mean, it's going to be like Young Bucks, FTR, Adam Page and Omega. I think that's when Omega and Page will lose the titles. And maybe like, do, yeah. Omega turns on them or Page turns on them. That's I think, yeah, I think, Page, I think Page will turn. Yeah, yeah I think Page will turn. I think his gimmick suits it, which is the drinking and like a cowboy. Like, he's yeah. going to be such a great heel. Uh, yeah, I really think, good heel. I can't wait for that. I like them, I like them both as a tag team. I like them both as a tag team, Omega and Page, but them as singles guys, they're going to be huge. Yeah, because that's another Especially thing. Page. Like, I can't wait to just see Omega back in a, the singles picture because, oh, that'd yeah. be so good. Okay, Sean, do you want to do, do your little thing? Yeah, right. So, so I'll, that I'll was run. it for night one of Firefest, guys. We go on to night two as we open with Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Otis. The private party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. <laughs> Fuck you. Sean's angry because he was mentioned in the intro, but I interrupted him because I'm the fucking king, you know what I'm saying? But uh, this match was really good. I really liked it. I feel like I've just opened that with every single match I've said. I just say, oh, this match was good. I liked it. Well, it is a W. You're allowed. This was one of my favorite matches of the two nights. Uh, both teams are great, obviously. Uh, very good chemistry from everyone here, I thought. Uh, really cool stuff here. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, thanks. I agree. Yeah, no, it was it was for like a title match for Omega and Page. It was a very average, average like match. It wasn't like it didn't no, like it didn't blow it out of the park. You know what I mean? Yeah, compared to the match, the Young Bucks, of course, but like the match, the Young Bucks is like match the year. So, but there was some really good spots in there. There was like a few good spots. Like where there was, lot, lot there was a spot where I'm, I'm pretty sure they forced someone onto someone else or something stupid. It was a lot of high flying stuff, but I love. Is it uh, Cassidy who oh, does that thing? Is is Cassidy the one who does that thing where he does the springboard out of the ring rather than top rope? He does second rope and then a front. Yes, rope. that was brilliant. Okay, when I he, love like, that. Springboard off I love the second. That. I thought I thought he slipped. And then definitely, and he, he I'm did, definitely he did second. That. That so good. And then there was a really good. I think it was Quinn. He did like this. I think it was Paige was on the outside of the ring, you know, where the steps are. Mm-hmm. And I think Quinn sort of grabbed him from the inside of the ring, springboarded out and hit him with like a tornado DDT on the yeah, ramp yeah, yeah. or something. Some cre- or maybe it was a flatliner. I think it was a flatliner or something like that, but it was sick. Yeah. But I think it was, it was a good opener. Like it got the party started with private party. Um, and yeah, it, it was nothing that there was like outstanding for Omega and Paige, but yeah, it was good. Um, Much. But, I think uh, Janela and Lance Archer, which followed, uh, was it Lance Archer that followed? Yes. Yeah, Janela and Lance yeah. Archer. I, that was a yeah, really segue. Good. I think yeah, this was an was... underrated match here. I thought it was very underrated. This yeah, match. and Janela yeah. is is so good. Yeah. Like I've seen him live, and he never he never fails to put on a good match. Like, no, live. yeah, um, yeah. Could Janela... have seen him live. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is meant to be in the UK, but it fucking wasn't. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, I forgot about that. We could have, if if there wasn't a fucking pandemic, we probably would have got tickets and we would have seen all of this live. We would have done that alive. We would have gone down to London, oh, stayed the night there, you know, watched fucking Fight for the Fest. It was meant to be a full blown pay per view in London, but you know, yeah. the less oh. we talk about the, the better because you fucking coronavirus probably, probably would have been in. Fuck it's over. Probably would have been in Fulham Stadium, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it probably would have. They could have done a stadium stampede. Oh, oh, Tom, to be fair, as a Chelsea fan, you would have had to sit in Craven Cottage. True that. I'd have to sit in fucking Fulham and act really happy there. But act happy that you're there. Yeah, and we're oh, fucking um, West London rivals, Royal Shame, brother. Fucking man. Chelsea. 
Oh, anyway, I was just going to say how I've said this before that I don't like Lance Archer and I'll stand oh, by it. I don't like bitch. because he doesn't sell like anything. And, and you oh, said you to mean, me, bitch, you sold so many times this match with Janela. No, Janela's like, like five foot two. I, like, he, he doesn't <laughs> sell well none. enough. Like, oh, I don't know. I, I've never really liked. Okay, Mr. Selling Connoisseur. No, like, uh, Mr. Expert, Mr. Expert Seller over here. When he's Ooh, not selling. I'm, I'm focused and I decide whether you're good at selling or not. <laughs> When he starts selling like Dolph Ziggler, then I will stop judging. Dolph Ziggler is such a good seller. Dolph is the fucking biggest overseller. He's good, but I can't imagine Lance Archer. Anytime he gets hit, he just flops and dies. Like, straight up. Dolph Ziggler is like Mr. Burns. (laughs) What did you think of the match other than... uh... It was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I liked the part where Lance Archer entered and had Sunny Kiss already. Yeah, that, that was shoulders. good. <laughs> oh, yeah, he threw her into the ring, didn't he? Uh, uh, I he he so, threw yeah. him into he the did. ring. Wait. Well, no, no. Sonny identifies as a he and a she. she he said. Is it? Oh. Yeah, he, he, yeah he, oh. Uh, he identifies as he or she, just not they. Oh, I didn't. Oh, well, other commenters obviously. You're all Gucci, don't worry. Yeah, all I right, okay. Because um, JR said she at one point, and he got a load of backlash, but Sonny was like, no, I identify as he, she, don't worry. Oh, all right, because mostly it's oh. just he, mostly just he. I didn't realize. Yeah. I'm so. You're sorry. both right. Don't worry. For your fucking cancel. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, fucking fine. He, he, he didn't. He didn't misgender him. He was right. <laughs> I, I, I apologized as well. I'm joking. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm joking. Anyway. I'm joking. It's just cancel culture. <laughs> um, but that was Sonny Kiss, though. He's got a match. Sonny Kiss is like, face. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Sonny Kiss is facing Cody in that. I hopefully. really like Sonny Kiss. From what I know, his match, him and Janela, his match against, um, who are against? Colt Cabana and Brody Lee. That was Sonny mm-hmm. Kiss's first Dynamite match. It's really? crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Him and Janela have great chemistry in the ring. I'm really looking forward to what this team they does. They do. It's quite unique, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the Motor Seat Machine Guns from TNA. Like their moveset. Like they remind me a lot of like Alex <laughs> Shelley, Chris Saban. Like, where everything reminds me of TNA. Shout out to TNA. TNA reminds me of TNA. <laughs> But like, but Impact like, reminds in, like, me a lot of TNA. In general, their moveset reminds me a lot of like Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, like the crazy stuff they used to do in TNA to Motor City Machine Gun. Yeah, no, true. Like I do what agree. A, fucking, does, a lot of AW is reminding me of some old TNA stuff. Yeah. But mm. Lance Archer wins this one. Shout out to Lance Archer, also known as Dallas in TNA or Lance Hoyt in TNA as part of the rock and roll uh, the rock oh, and yeah. rave infection with Jimmy Rave and Christy Hemi. Shout out to the boys. I- uh, Lance Archer wins this match. <laughs> Shout out to the boys! <laughs> he just like replies to the podcast. He's like, you'll say it's because Tom, Jimmy Ray, Christy Hemi, Rock and Rave Infection, greatest tag team of all time. Uh, anyway, we had the uh, epic announcement following this, which was. Uh, no, we didn't. I, I, did we not? We had the eight man tag. No, 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 we no, had no, the no, announcement the, the, first. To present, to present listen, you absolute, and listen, you absolute bitches. I am looking at Wikipedia right now. I'm looking at Forbes. Eight man tag comes next. Mate, I'm looking Wikipedia at Forbes right now. Wikipedia doesn't even have the, uh, the, the announcement. The announcement. Yeah, well, you don't even have a Wikipedia, and you never will, because you'll never succeed as a wrestler, Fergus. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay, Fergus. Just, anyway, just, just, um, just make a joke about 200 subscribers, 200 cases. Listen, you, you take a joke, I'll fucking deck your whole family. <laughs> the whole fucking family. Oh, <laughs> the, whole, the whole lot, you know what I'm saying, brother? Someone please bl- b- book it at, at, at Craven Cottage. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, we're resting at Stamford Bridge, brother. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, basically, if if you don't know what the announcement was, Taz basically said that fucking Brian Cage deserves a title oh, belt, anou- so we I gave him. Oh, the Nyla Rose's announcement, not no, no, no yeah, yeah, shut the fuck up, Tom. <laughs> Sit the I mean, fuck down. That's what you get. Oh, Learn shit. your place, trash. Sorry, so he basically guys. said Sorry. that uh, Listen, Brian we Cage. Run sl- we run a sloppy shop over here at Shoots and Jobbers. He basically said that Brian Cage is the ultimate alpha, so he made, he made a little toy belt for him to flex around. Uh, well, that's he, bought, he used to carry no. that around ECW back in the day, and he's given it to Brian Cage now. And he 
owns the belt, so like WWE didn't get it when they bought ECW and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was wondering how how he could get that when WWE have ECW. Yeah, it's because it was his own belt. Like, he created it. He owns the rights to it, so he's able oh. to bring it anywhere he wants. I'll be entirely honest. I didn't know what this belt was <laughs> when it debuted. The for the win championship. It's, it looks like fuck the world. Yeah, yeah, it sounds for fuck the world, but <laughs> yeah, it assumed. Anyway, uh, it's dangerously epic... close to FTR. The I Fergus want FTR Tom... to win the FTW belt. The Fergus Tom Wrestling Championship. I guess I'll go fuck myself. Yeah, bitch. Now my name's Wayne now, so it's Fergus. Um, I really enjoy the part in Brian Cage's theme song. It goes, "Who can stop the path of Cage?" I think that's pretty cool. Anyway, yeah, moving on to the next match. Before. Um, we have an eight-man tag match here. Uh, this match was like pretty average. It was all right, I guess. What the you best. Mean? Yeah, it was okay. Um, <laughs> I'm I kidding. Guess. I'm kidding. This was this was match of the two weeks. Um, the butcher of the blade. What the fuck, bro? Forbes says the butcher of the blade, MGF and Wardlow. Nah, mate, that wasn't it. It's the butcher blade and the Lucha Bros against the Young Bucks and FTR. Yeah, it, it does. Oh. Yeah, it does say that. Doesn't blade, it? MGF That's and Wardlow. Bitch knows. Bleacher Report instead. They have. They even give you a description, so we don't even have to read the podcast. You should use. Yeah, uh, everyone, don't okay, listen to this podcast. Not. Just go to Bleacher Report. Uh, Agreed. Thanks for watching, guys. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you next. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we actually talk about this match? This match was fucking awesome please, and insane. Please. And the Lucha Bros being back in the ring is. I'm so happy about it because they're so fucking unbelievably talented. And FTR are fucking back after having like. WWE not letting them do these kinds of matches on the main roster. They're finally fucking here and they're killing it again. And I'm so fucking gassed. Hell yes. Fuck the <laughs> Yeah, but what does FTR stand for, for, for you guys? Because to me, it stands for Fergus okay. Tom Wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought it was fuck the revival. Well, to me, it stands for Fergus Tom Wrestling, just like the FTW stands for Fergus Tom Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, that's not English, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, good for you, Tom. Yeah, R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G, Fergus Tom Wrestling. Wrestling. Fergus Tom Wrestling. <laughs> Carol Bass. For me, FTR stands for Liv Morgan. No, that doesn't work. Liv Morgan begins with L. No, it doesn't. Anyway, uh, as they said, a, it can start for whatever you want. There was a few standout spots in this match, um, especially Canadian, the Canadian destroyer. The Canadians. Oh my god! Seen anything like that, my and they did Listen, life. I'm sorry, but I'll never get bored of Canadian destroyer. I know it's no. the most fucking overused finish of all time, but I'll never get bored of it. I know Pete. It's such a dangerous move, but if you can pull it off, it's not dangerous. It is the Williams created the move, and he's so fucking bored of everyone overusing it. But I fucking love it. Mate, all I have seen Pete Williams on Twitter. He's so depressed that the move is so <laughs> overused now. The poor guy. <laughs> if you go to if you go to any indie show, you'll see at least, and I can promise you this: like oh, you'll see at least three Canadians. Like I will bet. I went some, to NXT bet UK take over Blackpool, not expecting anything. I went to NXT UK take over Blackpool too, not expecting anything. And Piper fucking Niven did one. Like what the fuck? It was so sick. <laughs> It is such a sick move. And that's why people who watch only WWE won't know it because it's banned there. <laughs> it wasn't it's, banned it's by Nia Jax either. Yeah, um, anyway, um, Sean actually yeah. said something really interesting before we started the podcast to me. Um, and we're saying that we're loving the way that uh, the, rev- the, not the revival, FTR and uh, Young Bucks are taking this approach and how that approach would have been taken in WWE. Yeah, so what I was saying was that if the if the roles were reversed here and it was the Young Bucks signing with WWE and F, oh, and yeah. the Revival, as they were known, were still there and we had the Revival and Young Bucks and WWE, you just know that from the first night, WWE would just say, okay, you're feuding with the Revival. And there'd be no build-up, there'd be no reason. It's just, yeah, you're feuding instantly and you're going to have a match like every week for the next year. And I just thought it was really interesting how when FTR came to AEW, they said, no, 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 we're just going to build this up slowly where we've got two brilliant tag team tag teams and we're just going to have, yeah, a tag team tag team. 
uh, we're just going to build this feud up by having you respect each other, which, you know, is fair. They're two brilliant teams and they're kind of having this uneasy, not really friendship, they're just sort of a mutual level of respect. Too and in this good match, for each yeah. Yeah, and in this match, uh, it's just like facing a common enemy. So they're kind of put together and they're like, okay, well, we don't really want to, but like we will to defeat these guys and the 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 storyline throughout the match flowed really well where at the start the young bucks were only tagging in the young bucks and ftr were only tagging in ftr but then at one stage i don't remember who it was but one of the one of ftr was was had this guy had one of the guys ready and he was waiting for his partner to tag in but he was down and one of the young bucks were there again i forget which one it was and he had to tag him in and then they started working together and we saw we we saw uh midnight express where one of the ftr lifted them up for the sort of code breaker from a young buck and then we had the other ones do super kick parties and the and the pile drivers from the top rope they were all sort of working together doing each other's moves with one of the other and i just thought it was really really cool how they're kind of building this up I, agree. I like the part where um, the Lucha Bros and the Butcher the Blade won because I really like the Butcher and the Blade and I think the Butcher has the best look in wrestling today. Oh, yes, 100%. <coughs> did you put that on Twitter, Tom? No, King Ross did. Yeah, I, yeah, saw I was that. like, that wasn't you. No, but I, but I, I, just, I agree with that yeah. completely. Yeah. Uh, mm, um, especially, with the mono- especially with the monocle. Monocle's yeah. so sick. But obviously, if, if you haven't seen any of these matches or like if you've not seen uh fight fest like the two episodes you can catch them Spoilers. on like i'm pretty sure like itv have them on their hub if you're from the uk uh yeah. and then oh, yeah 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 so you can watch uh it all on there um but yeah definitely check it out especially some or of these you can awesome subscribe stuff. to their uh subscription service on fight tv yes. i think it's like why, five or six pounds why, why are we doing a fucking sponsor here for them we're basically <laughs> yeah. turning into an AEW podcast i'm not against that yeah. No. It, wait. Just wait. Like, give it three weeks. The indies will be back up and running, and and we'll be all over the country. Yeah. Remember when reporting. we started this podcast and it was meant to be indie wrestling? Yeah, that, that didn't work. Is still indie wrestling. Well, we ain't talking about the minor league bingo halls. We're here talking about the big league AE dub. Sorry, also, I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm really surprised at how little we've talked about Impact, considering we have Tom. Well, we'll talk about Impact next I, week. I mean, Slammiversary's next week. We'll, 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 yeah, oh, we will be talking about yeah. Slammiversary. Yeah. I, I think Slammiversary is going to be when I start watching again. Yeah, I agree. Same here. It could be for me. Are there going to be loads of people you know, debuting and stuff? There's a woman's gauntlet, people debuting that. There's going to be at least Man. probably four debuts. Um, Come on, baby. Someone who uh, I don't like, again, is um, Nyla Rose. I think she's t- she was too overpowered, but I, yeah. I think the way that uh, they dropped the belt to uh, Hirokashida, uh, I can't say her name. Hirokashida. I sort of say it fast. Um, I, I like. I think she's so good on the mic, Nia, uh, Nyla Rose. Sorry, um, but I, I I'm not a fan of her in ring ability. I think that she's just another brute, like a bit like she she can do moves well. Like Nia Jax can't do moves well for shit. But Nyla Rose can. Hey, Nyla but she was the best in the fucking world, bro. She's so <laughs> but she was pushed so much. Shite. Um, I love when she did the buckle bomb to Kyrie and then pushed her head first into the steps. I love, remember when she injured that that girl, and then remember the other she girl she injured, injured Becky Lynch in the face, bro. That was yeah. awesome. That was radical. I love just just a bit of a side thing about uh, Nia Jax. There was a great story that like whenever Kyrie Sane came back on Raw the other night, the original, because she was injured by Nia Jax, the original plan, because she wanted to leave the company, the original plan was for whoever Asuka's SummerSlam opponent was, they were going to give Kyrie Sane a career-ending injury, but Nia Jax just beat her to the punch and just injured her really. <laughs> so she was out and they couldn't do that. Jesus. I fucking love well, that. Kyrie Sane was on Raw this weekend. Yeah, she yeah was. because she was coming back from the injury that Nia Jax she was meant to get a kayfabe injury that was going to end her career because she wanted to leave WB but instead Nia Jax just legitimately injured her you know who else was on Raw? Heath Slater who is now the size of Braun Strowman yeah man's like, hench 
Can't wait to see oh, him in AEW. Was no, it Booker T? Impact. Was it Booker T who said that they he put something out saying how uh, WWE should re-sign uh, Heath? Did you see that? I didn't. Someone, someone like that, put on Twitter saying that um, they should, uh, or it was leaked. They're saying that they should rehire and rebook uh, Heath the correct way by giving him a proper push and good storylines because Heath Slater was is actually a really good wrestler, and you can see by the time oh, yeah, he's yeah. gone away, he's put, put that effort in to make sure he's jack shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, back to AEW. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I said, so Nyla Rose, we went a bit of a tangent there, but yeah, so Nyla Rose defeated two people who, you know, I don't care. It's basically right back. Kenji uh, Page and Killin Kin. Oh, yeah, them people. Know them. And, but and then, then the she's going to have a manager. Yeah, the main section was that she said she's going to have a manager who, for no reason, for, for some reason, she just wouldn't announce, which was weird. Who are predicting? I'm saying Jazz. Jazz. Jazz, maybe. Oh, uh, Vic Guerrero tans. could be. Could be Awesome Kong. Mm, I don't oh, know. That I mean, it'll definitely be someone new, but yeah. I'd sure. say Jazz. I mean, Jazz was at AEW All Out last year. Female wrestling legend. Yeah. I think it could be Jazz. Could be. Um, so she said that all the people in the back who have managers have one thing in common that they all have championships. And I was like, there's about three people on that card yeah. who have managed. Oh, yes. Sean Spears, world champion. Yeah. Oh, Famous Sean Spears with his world championship. Lance Archer, Lance TNT Archer. champion. T is the TNT champion. Yeah, we all know this. This is These are the facts. Oh, yeah. anyway. Dustin Rhodes, Keith Marshall, tag team champions. <laughs> I, I just want to say... Not the Rhodes, um, dumb bitch. Not everyone's got tag the championships. <laughs> Do none of you guys think that uh, Christopher <laughs> Daniels looks like Johnny Sittens. No. Nah. I don't know who Johnny Six is. Johnny Sins. You don't know who Johnny Sins is? Johnny Sins. I, I know who Johnny English is. <laughs> Google it, Tom. Go on Wait, Johnny well. Sins, why do I feel like... Nah, he, he doesn't. They're, they're just bold. <laughs> oh, they're just fucking bold. Go on videos. What, look at Johnny Sins wrestle. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. I mean, it's more disturbing that you know who he is, Fergus. Johnny who is he? Is li- he's literally a just massive a- meme. Just, he, just Google he's Johnny He's a porn Sins. star. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, I just Google Johnny Sins and then I go into my search history now. I go into... I just go into images and luckily he's just shirtless. I'm like, oh, is he a wrestler that I just don't Can't know? Believe. Okay, okay. Anyway, the next match is Cole Cabana, Brody Lee, and Stu, don't call me Dick Grayson, up against <laughs> SCU. Uh, what's the Kazarian, Daniels, and Scorpio Sky. Uh, and in this match was just more for the story of Cole Cabana, not really amazing stuff here, but fair enough. It fits into the show, fits into the story. And Cole Cabana, Brody Lee, and Stu Grayson win. I'm still a big fan of Brody Lee. Of that match with Moxley. Oh, yes. Match with, um, against Sonny Kiss and Janela. He's been doing very well lately. And, for, yeah, and more Colt Cabana as well. Colt Cabana is yeah, he did so good. This match. good. He's so nice to see good. Stu Grayson and Evil Uno back again, of course. Especially Stu, who's in the ring. Uh, yeah. SCU, I am a bit past at this point. I feel like... You know, I've been watching Kazarian and Daniels for years. Like, they were in Ring of Honor. Yeah. They are in TNA. They've had about 10 different tag team names. And, like, they're... It hurts me to say this because I love them both so much, but they're past it. Oh, yeah. They're they're past past their primes. And I think at this point, I just want to see Scorpio Sky wrestling singles because Scorpio Sky is like the guy with lots of potential there. He's probably the best out of them three. Was Scorpio Sky with them two before AEW? Uh, They were in the indies and like Ring of Honor together, but most of the career, like it was in like 2016 about, I think they formed, but years before like Kazarian and Daniels were just a team together. They were like, Bad so where was Sky whenever them two were in <clears throat> TNA? Um, I think he was just about in the Indies, just doing his thing, really. Right, because I was wondering why they're just together. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. they are. They're, they're they're past as much as I love them. They're past <clears throat> them. Yeah. 
still good, especially still good Kaz. promos, and still good. Especially Kaz, I, I love Kaz. All his TNA work, I love forever. Like yeah. and even Daniels, I mean, he, he's in the only five star TNA match. Like he, yeah, true. He's, they're both pioneers, but they're both past. I feel like they could be very useful, like backstage roles. Yeah, uh, I definitely. think they I think there are many there at the moment to put people over. But we yeah. go on to the main event. Yes. Oh, Joko, wait, before yeah. we do... Versus for Orange it, Cassidy. Before we do, for, do you, don't you think that Sammy Guevara looks like Jordi El Nino? Let's not do that. I'm not Googling this, because I just don't want <laughs> Google it, Ferg. Uh, you I'm made me do it. Oh, no, it's all right. Oh, anyway, um, Tom, do you want to do your, your intro for the main event of the evening? Uh, yeah, coming up in the main event... Chris Jericho versus Otis Dozovich. Now, I guess, hands and pockets man himself, Orange Cassidy. Freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. squeezed. Badge of best friends. You know what I love? I think he came came with a different theme, didn't he? Did he? Did he come out with I don't think he came out with a best friends theme. He came out with his own theme. Yeah, but I swear he usually came out with the best friends theme. No, he has his own theme. Yeah. No, I, I guess it's Rembrick. He goes, Badge, 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 Best Friends. Um, but what was really funny was uh, Santana and Ortiz, when they came out with all the orange juice, and they were fucking, oh, they were just drinking orange juice for the whole match. And then there was, I'm pretty That's sure so there was funny. a spot in the match where they threw orange juice at Cassidy. Yeah, they, they threw orange juice at Cassidy. <laughs> but th- this match was absolutely insane. And this is like, for a lot of people, they they don't see Orange Cassidy wrestle as a wrestler. They see him as like a comedy wrestler. Yeah. Um, but be front of the truth. he was so good. Like he 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 like some mad uh, tornado DDTs, some diving DDTs, some some jumps, and some fucking some thing. hands and pocket stuff. He's just got such a good style about him as well. Like the so one much- thing, the one thing that kind of I kind of don't like about his character is the fact that his finisher is a Superman punch. He does not suit a. I don't know. That's the best part of his character. He does not suit a Superman punch. No, his super kick scrawny twig ass bitch does not suit Whoa! a Superman punch. What the fuck? I love him, but new finisher. He ain't got shit on Roman Reigns. That's why. No. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a really good match. I really enjoyed Jericho in it. Like. Just gee, Jer- Chris Jericho was forty nine, by the way. Oh my! I was literally watching this match and being like, "The day he <clears throat> fucking retires, I'll be in tears." Like, I don't care about if the under, I I, I care about the Undertaker yeah. retiring, but like, look how old Goldberg is, right? Why is Goldberg not being able to put on good matches, but Chris Jericho is? Yeah, like I'll say it now. Yeah, but Chris Jericho has the best longevity of any wrestler. People say The Undertaker, and The Undertaker does have astonishing longevity, but, like, Jericho was clear. Yeah. In terms of being at a top level for that long. I think he's, like, three years younger than The Undertaker or something. And, like, he's wrestling probably once a month, maybe more. Chris Jericho is the guy in in wrestling. If If you've been in the ring with Chris Jericho, you know that, that you're stepping in there with the greatest, one of the greatest people. Yeah, and he's an absolute testament to again longevity and staying relevant. Yeah, like the amount of different things he's done in his entire career, he's never afraid to change things up. He's just oh, love Chris Jericho. Yeah, just I was long. watching, I was watching loads of stuff when he was in Japan, and he was like known as the Lion. I want to watch his Japan run, and he was so young in Japan, and it's oh, his like, first Japan run. Yeah, his first Japan run oh. when he was Lionheart. He's was had so many good runs, like yeah. My favorite personally is like 2008 when he's around like Shawn Michaels when he turned heel again. Just you know what? Jeritron. But there's also like his 2016 run with like the list of yeah, Jericho oh. and Kevin Owens. And like, oh my gosh. So much. Yeah, he's had so many good runs. Like he's done it all. The list of Jericho, Y2AJ. I have a list of Jericho. I'm going to get it. You know, I used to have on Call of Duty, my clan used to be Y2J. And then when he tagged with AJ Styles, it was Y2AJ. Because oh, I just loved DX. Nah, that's cool. DX, for fuck's sake. Um, but honestly, um, I'm glad Cassidy didn't win, but Chris Jericho yeah. put it put him they both put each other over so well. Yeah. 
that, you know what I mean? like definitely like and this just gets me hyped for seeing another orange cassidy match exactly like i just yeah. want to see him i just want i just want to see him wrestle again but i know it'll be a while but that's fine mm-hmm. but it was both both of these men put on the match so well and it was very well very well uh planned out uh yeah, yeah definitely and it was mad to see Cassidy pull off all these moves as well because we barely get to see that as well. Yeah, that's um, the that's the best thing about him because like if he was just the chill guy that he is, and then he was an okay wrestler, you'd be like, okay, so he's a guy who doesn't wrestle, and then when he does, he's just okay. But like yeah, the exactly. fact that he is a brilliant wrestler when he does just makes every time every dynamite where he's not wrestling, you're like, well, that's fine because when he does wrestle, it'll be fucking good. Exactly, Tom. Have you found Tom, buddy, we, we have a podcast so, to record. I haven't found it yet. Okay, no, that's fine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, of why, course it is. Why? It might just be right fucking here, actually. Like, it might be right why does he have the list of Jericho in, the, in his windowsill? Because no, I listen to like, a bunch of autographs on it, bro. What can we uh, like? Can we write, just, someone just edit in right now. Like, tactical difficulties, oh, please oh, stand by. Oh, Tom's oh, looking for the list of Jericho. What should be like a cardboard cut as it. well? Oh, he's oh I found it. it. Alright, so it's got the little clipboard, yeah. The list of Jericho and that. Who's on the list? Where did well, you first get of all, this? we got my we got my WrestleMania ticket. Was that? Oh, that's, that's my NXT Takeover ticket in Orlando. Uh, then. Japan boy. And that's my SmackDown ticket. Then that's my Access ticket. Uh, then this is how out of breath he is. That's my other access ticket. Uh, then <laughs> right, then we Tom, got you. That's you Kurt Hawkins. That's Reza and Akum from the AOP. Oh, why have you got that? That's, that's Cedric Alexander. You've got the most B tech autographs of all time. Wait, bro, also, wait, I'm looking at my fucking Tyler Bate one. Does no one realize? Yeah, Tyler Bate. There's Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate right there, mate. Fucking legend. Right, that's yeah. great. Just quick thing. You know this is an audio-only podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, true. Shit. No one's going to see that. <laughs> People oh, are just going to hear. The only reason this I have all these B-10 autographs is because the queues are so fucking big, bro. I got a phone with Mandy Rose in the Elimination Chamber. I forgot to pick it up. Oh, my. Yeah, what? like, Tom, again, this is audio-only. You could have been like... There's my John Cena autograph. All right, fine. Here's me and Ray Mysterio when I was 14. <laughs> what? Did he I've break your that. arm? I've seen that. No, on. yeah, he gave me his bill of 619. Sorry, yeah. Here's a photo for the apology. Oh, anyway. Um, you know what? You know what? That was... Fucking dissing me while I'm trying to show you my autographs. Sean, you just made the list. <laughs> okay, then. I'll, I'll autograph it for you when, when we see each other. No bother. Yeah. Anyway, so he's actually on the list. Oh, I'm actually on the list. He's actually <laughs> on the list. I'm signing Tom, that. I'll give you an autograph. Uh, Tom, do you want to do the outro? Because I don't really want to make uh, the yeah. list. Thanks for watching. Sean's a fucking dickhead. Um, AEW Fighting Fest was awesome. Shout out to all the people who signed my list at Jericho. All real Gs. FTW stands for Fergus Tom Wrestling. FTR stands for Fergus Tom Wrestling. We'll see you all soon. Check us out where you find all your podcasts. We'll be Spotify, Apple Music. Or, no, oh, fucking no, check out our YouTube channel. Check us and out. remember, all aboard the Tamina train. End it. Check End it right now. Fergus fucking ended. Stop the recording. Fergus, stop the fucking recording. All aboard the Tamina train!